The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a beautiful Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys here from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco as we continue to preview the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. 5-0 and Eagles, 4-1 and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Today we go straight into the Cowboys offense versus that Philly defense. Can't Cooper Russian company find a bit of rhythm. But first, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic. Lovely, lovely. Lovely as always. Feels like it's the calm before the storm, you know? What do you mean? Just, you know, there's a big game coming up. It feels like, you know, we were hyped and now we're getting into it. You know, we have all the information, we're digesting it, and now we're just waiting for it to, you know, to, the game plan to show. Hence the hot tea and the, the vest. Yeah, yeah, man, just ready to roll. You're dressed and ready for game day. He is. I'm ready. Yeah, yes. I'm ready. Pinky up. Pinky up. <laughs> Pinky's always up. Yeah, working saying. out, you know what I'm saying? We're Pinky. feeling good, man. Good. Feeling good. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's kind of. That's what football is sometimes. It's a waiting game because yeah. mm. it's not like baseball where if you have a big game, you usually have two or three put together. Or if you're basketball, you might have a big game where it's a, a crosstown rival or it's a, a divisional rival or something of the sort. And then you turn around and after you play that game, you've got two days left. Mm. And then you play again. Yep. So football, it's a bit of a waiting game. How much of a mental test is that for guys like this who – Maybe haven't played in a divisional game like this in their their career. It's the emotional side of it. I, mean, I think we saw a great display of the frustrations that you can have emotionally if the game the other day between the the Raiders and what was it KC? Yeah, yeah, Raiders and KC, and you saw how up and down that game was. You saw how emotional it was. You saw there was high points, there was low points, and then at the end. You know, unfortunately, we saw the, the frustration spill over from Devontae Adams, and and that's that's what this is. That's what this game is going to be. It's going to be an up-and-down game. You're going to have the high points. You're going to have the Michael making plays, D-Law, those guys all making heck of a play, and then something bad is going to happen, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to have the advantage, and it's going to go back and forth, and... These guys have to control their emotions, man. These guys are going to be talking. I don't know if they've ever been in it. Some of these guys have never been in an environment like Philly. I know. I think my first start was in Philly uh, when I was here in Dallas. And, woo, you want to talk about getting hyped now. I mean, you got the old lady on with a walker flicking you off when the bus is going by, people throwing eggshells at you. I mean, it's it gets real now. So by the time you even enter the stadium, stepping off with your suit on or sweatsuit, whatever they wear now, right, throw your backpack on, and you walk in and you, you hype. And you have to you have to temper those emotions down, and you have to try to you know you get there three hours before the game, four hours before the game. You just gotta let it. Okay, let me build it up. And you go out there for your warm ups, then you go out there for team warm ups. You put your pads on, you're getting stretched out. Then you do you know you hit a little bit, and then you know then you gotta wait for the national anthem, and then after the national anthem, you know you might get a little emotional, and now the doggone kickoff happens, and here it goes. Right, that first that first contact, whether you're on kickoff, kickoff return, some they they scooted it up now, so hardly ever do we get to see anybody get hit. But yeah. um, but that used to be a let's go. Yeah. 
You know, it's, now you gotta watch. It's man. exactly what um, Jason Peters and Zach <laughs> Martin both spoke about in the locker room after practice yesterday. Jason Peters himself saying, "You got to put on blinders. Um, you know, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna yell at you. They're gonna curse at you. They're gonna throw things at you. You just have to focus on the task at hand." And Zach Martin said, "You know, his message to young guys, particularly you know rookies like Tyler Smith, is you have to remain level-headed. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. You can't let the crowd get in your ear." But you know, I love what Michael Parsons said. He said, "I'm I'm so locked in." Some Times I don't even hear the crowd, yep. and that's what the Cowboys need to do, especially in a uh, an environment like Philly. Um, yeah, yeah, um, it's my favorite road trip because because of the fans. Because yeah. my my first trip to Philly was '06, and that was To's return mm. to Ooh. Philly, and I think our bus got egged. Yep, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I for, one year it did. I, I don't. I think it was '06. Yeah. Trying that to serve was, you some breakfast. They were, yeah, you know, scrambled. Yeah, courteous. Yeah, yeah. Over Are you going to get egged this yeah. year? Do you think? Probably not. I mean, there's not. That was a special kind of hate. Yeah. And you know, it's a special environment when Jason Peters, who Nosey just mentioned, he's coming back to Philly, and he, he's beloved up there. He loves it up there, and his description of the fans <laughs> is lovingly, they're idiots. You know, the, because he put a word ex, in front of ex, that. Too. I know it's a, it's a it's a family oh, show. He did expletive yeah. idiots. Yeah. And, and he said in a, in the in a loving way. Well, yeah, polite. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the environment. And the other thing too is you know, it's a young team and. The, we're everybody's gassing up the defense right now, and rightfully so. Yeah. They've got to temper that because and not listen to all that stuff yes. because it can turn quickly. Like Kyle, like you said, like it's week to week, and there is momentum in the NFL, but every week is a different entity. And I think it helps that they're playing an undefeated team that yeah. that can absolutely bring it. So oh, I don't expect wait. a letdown, but it's going to be a hell of a challenge. Can't wait. There is there is such thing as being overhyped, right? Oh yes, oh, I mean yeah. because you, you can be, be you Absolutely. can be overlooking a team and you could be excited about a game and you could have those nerves from a negative standpoint, but you can be too hype. Yeah, it at the same you. time, Absolutely. it drains you. I remember my coach back in, at least back in college used to, and I learned it obviously going into the NFL. Used to have to tone me down, like, hey, chill out. Mm-hmm. I used to be the cat, you know, listening to my dog on my my mixes and my hell, you know, my, with my headphones on, and then I get down on the field and I'm headbutting cats and running around and. By the time the game comes, I'm like, I can see that. I'm tired. <laughs> so I can just tired. visualize that. I'm so tired. my coach used to tell me, hey, Lance, just, just, just chill out. And, you know, even after you make a big play, you want to be hyped. Like, you got to, okay, that was one play. That was, that was one play. Let's go to the next play because something bad can happen next, right? So don't get too high. Don't get too low. Appreciate the row. You know, I appreciate the, the trip, the journey. But you got to keep putting it together because you know when you're, play, when you're playing a team, both teams, when you're looking across the way and you know that that team is capable of – of making a big play on defense or and then turning around and making big plays on offense, you have to temper your emotions and temper your hypeness because you know as hype as you might get, you'd be sitting up there, yeah, 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 yeah. And the next thing you know, the camera show you like, oh hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, just just remain calm. And it's hard. It is freaking hard. And that's why you see teams, I mean, think about Dog in Atlanta. You know, some years back when they lost to New England in the yeah. Super Bowl, they got too hype. Mm-hmm. They got too hype. These guys started thinking about what the ring was going to look like. So, I mean, and Dan Quinn knows that, right? Obviously, you start thinking about all the things. Oh, man, we're, we're scraping these cats up. Da, 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 da. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. And then all of a sudden, they score. Oh, sh- don't worry about it. Man. We're still going to win this thing. And then, boom, they score again. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait a minute now. And all of a sudden, the momentum shifted. So, you, as much as you can, remain level headed. And that's why I, I've, I've talked so much in the past about having those veterans in the, in the locker room. Right. It, it's everything. Yeah, that's why it's important for – I don't know if, if um, Jason Peters is going to be available. Probably not. But if he's available, that's huge. Because Tyler – hey, Tyler, chill. Chill. You know what I'm saying? Chill out. We got you. All right, well, what about you, Martin? Okay, chill out. We got you. Okay, cool. Everywhere I look, 
there's a, there's a, there's a vet that will. Whew. Hey, one reason they signed Anthony Barr, I think we asked McClay, Will McClay at uh, training camp, and leadership was one of the first words out of his mouth. Four-time pro. I mean, he's got the on-the-field stuff, but it's a young defense. You know, it helps to have a guy who's been through it, been to four Pro Bowls. You know. Yeah, yeah. but you know, to your point, being and to Isaiah's point specifically, being overhyped is a thing. Uh, and to add on to what he was saying, and uh, not only will it it put you in the wrong frame of mind as far as draining you before you know you even get to kickoff and quicker as the game progresses, but it it costs you self-discipline, right? I mean, because you're so hyped and you're so ready to make the next play that you might over-pursue this, this tackle. And now you have a missed tackle. And now that's a big play. And then all of a sudden you've gone from this this cutaway of you being, yeah, 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 to this cutaway, oh, man. Like yep. Isaiah, so I, I can tell settle you, down. Yeah, I can tell you one settle time down, Beavis. where I was in that same instance, and I'm not <laughs> sure if I brought this up in the past or not, but it was my first like big time for where I was not just a return man or a specialist or something like that, but like when I was playing in New England, I was starting. And we're playing Sunday night football in Indy against Peyton Manning, right? I'm, 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 I got Tom Brady, obviously. So I'm with the TB12. I got Wes Welker. I got freaking Moss next to me. And we so got you Dwight weren't Freeney. on the promos for this game. I like definitely you weren't was on not. the NBC stuff or the CBS not. stuff. No, I wasn't no. that guy. They didn't say, I said, no, stand no, back versus no. Peyton Manning but I was in, and Marvin Harrison. But I was in the huddle. That's pretty good. <laughs> but but we, we were playing against Dwight Freeney and you know, what was it, Mathis and all those guys. So it's a hype game. And the, and the freaking environment is crazy. It's a brand new stadium. And Man, they went, we're playing, and it goes to a TV timeout, and we're just cats is jawing back and forth, and is getting into it, pushing always, almost up to a flag, you know, right at the whistle. And I remember sitting in the huddle, and I'm just looking around like, yo. I just remember just during, you know, those TV timeouts are long, right? Yeah. So you're sitting in the huddle, and you're just looking around like, dog, this is absolutely crazy. And I found myself getting caught up in the moment, and I remember Moss tapped me. He was like, hey, Stanny, this is crazy, man. He's like, it's crazy, ain't it? He saw me. He was like, he's like, it's crazy, man, ain't it, man? I'm like, dog, this is wild. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, just do what you do, man. I'm looking at him. He's just calm. I look at Wes. He's just calm. TB12 was like, we're in practice. I'm like, these cats ain't paying no attention at all. And it just put me at ease. I was like, all right, just 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 play football. Right back in. Right. But I was I found myself getting into the emotions and the environment and all that stuff until I had that veteran to look at and be like, oh yeah, this is just ball. Mm. That's this type of environment Sunday night too. Like I'm, I think it was in your rundown yesterday. We didn't get to it. Like this is the biggest divisional matchup since when? Maybe 2018, when uh, Mari got here and it went to overtime at AT&T Stadium. And yeah, that was that game was off, off, off the, the rails too. Yeah, it was it was off the hook. But it, it was I'm trying to think because the division's been so bad and that. That's the type of environment you're going into, and you can get to. It's not the Super Bowl, but this no. is. No, um, it's, a, it's definitely playoff energy. Yeah, yeah. It, this it, early on, yeah, which it, is wild, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's a playoff air and atmosphere in in the length this weekend, and you toss in some prime time, mm. slotting with it, and hopefully. everybody and their mama's watching this game. Yeah, everyone's right. watching. Everybody, everybody's asking, like, "Oh man, you want to go do this Sunday?" Heck, no, I ain't doing this Sunday. I got the game I'm watching. <laughs> right. Like, I've been on so many text threads where people are like, "What you guys doing this weekend?" I'm like, "Uh, watching the Cowboys game." Danny McRae was saying yesterday, he's like, <laughs> if they wanted to put this thing on pay per view. Like Canelo, <laughs> like Canelo style, and charge X amount of dollars, would people people would buy it. I would it's, buy it's, it. It, this is going to be fun. They just need to have Bray Wyatt come out at halftime. Fireflies out. Fireflies. It is the fourth time since the divisional realignment in 2002 that three teams in the same division have started four and one or better. So you've got Philly, New York, and Dallas, which adds to this. I mean, the fact that New York's hot on your heels or tied with you at the moment, that adds to the importance of this matchup because if Dallas wins and then if New York wins, everybody's tied at the top. And now, of course, Dallas would technically tiebreaker. be the tiebreaker. But then, 
And this that raised my eyebrow as, as well. Cowboys and the Eagles will be the third NFC East matchup since 1970 in which the two teams have a combined win percentage of 900 or better entering a game week five or later in the season. The only other times that that's happened was 1992, Cowboys versus Eagles. Eagles won that game as the home team. Cowboys were 3-0. and The Eagles were 3-0. and in week five, and then in week six of 1976, the Cowboys were 5-0, and and the Cardinals were 4-1. and Those are the only other two instances in which NFC East teams have had a 90-plus win percentage combined in a game after week five, ever. So that shows just how big of a matchup yeah, you, it is. You went even from a st- far back talking about yeah. the Cardinals in the East, for those that don't know. Yeah, they were in the, the East. That's yeah. not a typo. Yeah. But it's going way back. And, and <laughs> ni- 92 is the golden age of the NFC East, man. That yeah, was when yeah. every not, – not only when every team was good, but every team but Arizona had like a legit shot to win the Super Bowl for <laughs> yeah. about a five, six-year stretch. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's big. It's crazy. But, all right, we're a little bit late on this, but news and notes, Rob. Anything come out of practice yesterday? They're back on the field in pads today. Yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy, we all know by now, Mike McCarthy said Cooper Rush preparing to start this game. That's not a surprise to anybody, but um, Dak did do some throwing yesterday for the first time. I I believe, I mean, real actual trying to put some zip and test it out since September 12th, a full month uh, before he did that since the the thumb surgery. And he said after practice, just kind of going by and reporters asking him, he said it went well. He's hoping to do a little bit more today. Um, guys said that it, it looked it looked good. There was some zip on it. I mean, he's not. They're gonna spoon feed this thing. It's not gonna be all hundred percent the first day, but that's progress. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, but Cooper Rush set to start. And uh, mm. the other big of note that Micah Parsons did not practice, but he's not concerned in any way that he's gonna miss this game on Sunday night. He listened to no C. Oh yeah. No, C said, don't practice all week DMP, playing the game. DMP, <laughs> DMP, see you on the flight Saturday. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, Let's get you ready to, to roll. That's how it needs to happen. You were pretty impressed with what you saw from Dak in like a limited fashion yesterday, though, right? Yeah, and when you talk to guys like CeeDee Lamb and you hear CeeDee Lamb say that the, the ball, the catches and the throws felt like – traditional Dak Prescott uh, passes in that, you know, the zip, the velocity. We're not saying it's necessarily there 100%, but you love to hear that your your top receivers or one of your top receivers is basically saying, hey, that, that, throw, felt, that throw felt the same today as it did September 11th or, yeah. you know, in the Dak yard this offseason, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So definitely some good progress being made there. Um, but – like like Rob said, no surprise that Cooper Rush looks like he's going to be up in the starter for Philadelphia, um, which puts Dak Prescott right where Isaiah wants him on a beeline to the Detroit Lions game the, the week after. But more important things to handle up first, at first, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Huge, huge, huge test for Cooper Rush. Even bigger than the huge test of the Los Angeles Rams. Because yeah. that defense was – um, top five. This defense is arguably top two or top three. Yeah. So, and they're playing like it too. I mean, I know the Rams defense has played well, but the Rams offense just hasn't been there. But the right. Philadelphia offense has been there. We've talked about that a little bit this week. But I want to hit that Cooper Rush. What kind of test is this for him on the other side of the break? Because Rush has got a chance to do something that uh, no other quarterback has done really as a backup in the NFL, especially as an undrafted player. But we'll talk about that more. More talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. 
And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone or your tablet with game replays and a whole lot more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. I went back on NFL Plus a couple days ago, watched some film. That's how I watched my film. Yeah, a little All-22. That's that's my All-22. Pop on there, make it work. But, uh, yeah. We've got a little bit of a matchup to talk about off of that All-22. We've done this the last couple weeks, but I I like to see where it changes week to week. What's your confidence meter in this offense right now, Isaiah? Going up against this Philadelphia defense, 1 to 10. Or percentages, whatever you want to do. We've done it both ways. 5-5. Okay, so just a little bit above average. A little bit above average. Yes. Mm. Patrick. Um. 10 for 16, 102. Mm. Now you're going up against this uh, 4 out of 10. Ooh! And, and three, didn't of that, three, that out of you. I'm proud of you. Three, <laughs> of that, three of that 4 is the run game. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'll go a little higher. I'll go 6. Okay. Oh, only because – only well, I, I and I say that thinking this could be the game where they look. you look back and say, man, they could have used Dak in this game. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, and that's not minimizing what Cooper Rush has done. He's done a hell of a job. But I do I, I put a little bit higher because they've been able to run the football pretty well. And the Eagles, if there's one thing defensively they've struggled with, I think they're allowing about five yards a pop. So there's a chance that they can use the formula so that they want. Saying I'm saying, Lloyd, Christmas, that there is a chance. <laughs> but I don't – yeah, I. it's not ideal. And it's not an ideal environment to go in, as Isaiah said. Where are they strongest on the defensive side? Is it the front seven? Or is it is, is it even all the way throughout? Mm. It's pretty uh, I'm going even. F- yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's spread pretty pretty nicely on there. But gun to my head, I'd say front seven. That front seven is just nasty. It's nasty. I think they're pretty well dispersed, and that's that's what's dangerous about them. And I think this is a bend but don't break. And people are – people should be very confident about the Dallas Cowboys defense. I mean, they're playing lights out. I mean, these guys have guys – I think – I can't remember how many guys they have in the top – in terms of uh, pressures. Mm-hmm. Like five guys with – 11 or more pressure, something crazy like that. I'll get there. Give me a second. It's on there somewhere. But um, these guys, their front seven is getting there too. And people aren't putting, I don't think, think put enough respect on it in terms of the guys that they have up front. You know, we're talking about, you know, Big Baby Davis. We're talking about Fletcher Cox. We're talking about Hargrave. And there's a Hassan Reddick who just happens to be putting a lot of pressure on guys, too. I think he's had about 17, 17 QB pressures this year. He's been doing this since Arizona. Man. Yeah, he's a dude, right? So, I mean, you got Micah Parsons who's gotten back to, I think, 24. He's leading the league. Hassan Reddick's at 17. So he's he's a terror, too. Now, he's not a Micah in that regard, but these guys collectively have a solid defensive line. Um, not as aggressive as Dallas's defensive line, but I would say pretty doggone effective in terms of not allowing much running. And not allowing much passing, they're gonna. You can't sit back there and just hold the ball against these guys. You can't feel that confident about it. But you also can't just run the ball up there like you like you're just gonna own the line like you did last week. All right. I think for the Cowboys, it's it's another week where the formula has to be though running the ball because to to Rob's point, that is one of the more obvious weaknesses of that defense. Um, but you're also going to need to utilize that run game to um, to tire them out because while their front seven is arguably up there as far as the starters Mm -hmm. to the personnel that the Cowboys have, they don't have the depth that the Cowboys have as far as being able to throw waves and waves at you. So that run game for the Cowboys is kind of like what Ezekiel Elliott said yesterday. You run and you run and you run until it breaks. Mm. And I think that's going to kind of have to be the formula. And that's why of my four, and the reason I say four is because, again, we're, we're talking about and, and kudos to Cooper Rush, obviously, um, for helping the Cowboys win these games as far as not losing it for his defense and his special teams. But again, 10 for 16, 102 last week. Um, and this is a, a Cowboys offense that I, I believe has scored a combined 93 points. That's bottom five in the league. That's only better than teams like the, the Commanders and the Rams offense that you just beat last week. Uh, and of course, we contributed. The Cowboys contributed mm-hmm. to that for the Rams. But fact is, you're not lighting up any scoreboards whatsoever. So you're going to have to be methodical in how you play this defensive team and this defensive front. And that's going to have to be attacking the soft spot in the pork chop. And that's mm-hmm. that's the middle of it. So keep going, keep going. And you might only get two yards here on this run, three yards here on this run. Just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, because they don't have the depth. So by the time the third quarter comes around, you'll start to see that two-yard game become a three-and-a-half-yard game. Yeah. Fourth quarter, that three-and-a-half-yard game becomes a seven-yard game, and so forth and so on. Well, I think there's a there's an opportunity there because you look at 
Philadelphia defensively, they're 10th in the league in terms of total rushing yards allowed. So they're only allowing 105 rushing yards per game. However, they've been playing ahead quite a bit. So teams haven't had to run the football. Whenever they have, they've been giving up five yards per pop. They're 25th in the league at at just under five yards per carry allowed on the defensive side. So, Rob, when you put those two things together and you kind of keep it in the context of who they've played and what that game has looked like, Teams have had success running the ball, but they've had to abandon the run at the same time. Dallas, if they stick with it, may actually be able to have that success with Zeke and Pollard and that one-two punch. Yeah, and you, but you could flip it around and say it's also a small sample size. That's true. Kind of, and, and they really don't. It is. I agree that the front seven is, really the front four is, is such the strength for them because if you go back and you watch like the Washington game, the pressure on Carson Wentz came from absolutely everywhere. Um and Jordan Davis, his snaps are creeping up, and you're seeing what he can do on first and second He's down. More confident, yeah. Um, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, I think we all, I think we all were a big fan of his coming out. <laughs> Asan Reddick jumps out on tape. His speed off the edge, relentless. Uh, they also added Kazir White in the offseason. Speed, speed, and it just, I mean, that's why I say having Dak would be great. Because you could see it with Kyler Murray trying to escape pressure. Yep. They were closing in on him fast. Yep. Now, he did have four carries for 42 yards in the game. Arizona rushed for 124 yards last week. But, again, it's can, can, you, can you sustain that over 60 minutes, and can you do enough to counterattack their offense? And so, again, we'll see if the Cowboys' defense can have the type of performance they've had for four straight weeks, five straight weeks, really. The, the stat that you were talking about, Isaiah, by the way, the Eagles and the Cowboys are the only NFL teams at the moment to have five players with ten or more quarterback pressures through, through week five. There is a fun stat to kind of add on top of that, though, because Dallas has two guys tied with the top four like Micah Parsons is number two, only behind Nick Bosa, and Demarcus Lawrence is tied for fourth with 22 total pressures this season. The next guy up, the the, the leading pressure leader for the for the Eagles, Hassan Reddick with 17, and then Josh Sweat has 13. So yeah. even though they've had a good number of guys, much like the Cowboys, of of rotating in and having those pressures, still doesn't necessarily stand up to what the Dallas no, defense. And nobody is has, right? And I don't think anybody will, as long as they continue to play like they're playing. But the the problem is, what you brought up earlier, Kyle, is that Philadelphia's offense has been substantially more more successful than yes, Dallas. So the biggest fear that I have for the Dallas Cowboys is getting behind, mm-hmm. because if you get behind, I don't care one touchdown, one field goal. If you get behind. They are, may have to abandon it because you got because you have to think about it. Turn around as good as our defense is, these guys are probably still going to score points. They're probably still going to score points. They're going to find a way to score points. Okay, that's what has been shown. Now they have to do it against the Dallas Cowboys defense, which we all know is absolutely madmen right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the truth of the matter is, they, there's a good probability that they're going to at least come away with three on on a good percentage of their drives. Okay, let's just go ahead and factor it. Say it was three. If Dallas gets behind, now all of a sudden you're going against a defense that is damn near as capable as yours because you look at Dallas has pressured a ton, right? Forced a lot of quarterbacks to, to get rid of the ball really quickly. They have, what, 47 pressures or 47 quarterback hits this year? Yep. The Eagles only have 32 quarterback hits, but Dallas has 20 sacks. Philadelphia has 17 sacks. They get home. So they're getting home, and they're getting home from different guys. So even though it's Dallas is getting back there and they're creating mayhem – in terms of getting the quarterback down to the ground, they're dang near neck and neck. So people need to put some respect on that when you look at it from the perspective of if Dallas is put in, with, in a position where their backs against the wall, they now have to rely on Cooper Rush to throw them out of it. 
he hasn't been in that position all year. And, and this is not yeah. the defense that you want to be in that position against. And, and if you're in that position, and even if you're not in that position, what needs to happen is it, the passing game – needs to improve over last week in regards to spreading the ball around. Mm -hmm. These tight ends for the Cowboys are going to have to get involved as a sort of pressure release valve for this run game and for some of these outside receivers. The problem, though, the concern, though, is Dalton Schultz re-aggravates the PCL last week. Now, I love that Jay, Jay Ferguson was a full practice participant on yesterday. That That's potentially huge. Uh, yeah, they signed Seth Green to the practice squad because Sean McEwen is dealing with some in injuries on the 17 man unit. Um, but Peyton Hendershot is completely healthy and it looks like uh, Pey uh, sorry, Jake Ferguson is as close to healthy if not completely healthy now. So with Schultzy, Dalty, with mm. Dalty kind of <laughs> ailing, my eyes are on Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. They have to be able to impact this game for the Cowboys to, to kind of keep that defensive front seven on their heels as opposed to being able to pin both of their ears back and going after Cooper Rush. I have a question for all you guys. If Dallas has to play from behind, right, for any given reason, if they have to play from behind, how confident are you in Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore's abilities to throw Dallas back into the game knowing that Philadelphia is fourth in the league in sacks and number one in the league in takeaways? I'm not as confident. That's why I think this would be a wonderful game to have Dak Prescott back because I think there's just more opportunity for him. There's more talent level for Dak to do it. That's obvious. Um, and – all it takes is a couple chunk plays to help you out. Yeah, like, like you go back to the look at the Rams last week. Like they couldn't get anything going, yep. but two big plays down the field, cup seventy five yards, and then the uh, over at will. yeah over, at well at for fifty four. Yep. That got him back in the game. That's all you really need when yep. you if you have a defense like this. You just get a couple of those plays, and no sees right. I don't know. It was it was some stat. Was how long was it has it been since the Cowboys did not have a completion to a back or a tight end in a game? Yeah. They got to spread it around, and you have to. I feel like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth when I say, "Oh, they got to run it. They got to run it. They got to run." Oh, but they need the chunk plays. Mike McCarthy talks about it all the time. You can be ball control and you can play to your defense, but if you don't have if you don't hit the big play every now and then, you're probably not going to score a lot of points because you can't you can't rely all the time on these 15 play drives. I don't know? think you're you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. I think those two things marry well because if you're running the ball and you commit to running the ball, play action helps you set up for those chunk plays. One hand washes the other. Once you get that chunk play that was set up by the play action, that was set up by successfully running the ball, guess what? It stretches the field and it allows you to run the ball more effectively. So there you go. What part of their defense would you guys say is their weak spot? Linebackers. Okay. Yeah, Probably. I, I, I'd say that, which tight ends are going to have to be involved in this game. So, yeah, so if, the tight end, after if your tight ends are banged up and you still have to protect Cooper Rush, Mm -hmm. So you're probably keeping your tight ends in. How do you then take the linebackers out of it? Well, screens, bubbles, things that drag them. Big game for Peyton Hendershot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so things that drag them to the sideline and take them out of the, the run lanes and things like that. So those types of plays. So now you're talking about Tony Pollard out there on the edge on bubbles. And let, let's let's hopefully get some targets to Kevonte Turpin in some capacity in this, this matchup. He's been underutilized. Yeah, so th that's something that's not been a thing to this point, and it would be fantastic if that became a thing in a game of this magnitude. What do you think? How do you get them out of the game? Outside? Go on the edge? Get your wide receivers involved and just kind of keep it away from them? I just think your short game, your three-step game. Yeah. I think, you know, Cooper Rush, Noah Brown, CD, winning on those three steps. And then, obviously, you would like to get the chunk plays, but be okay 
working your way down the field. That's where I, I really want Dallas, Dallas's offense to get to the point where they are okay having these long, sustained drives. When you can do that, you instill a, a sense of confidence into your all the personnel on your offense to, to know that, hey, we don't have to have these big plays. Right? We don't have to have the big chunk play in order to, to walk away with, 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 with six points. We can walk down the field. We can walk down the field. We can, I mean, those, that's what you see with some of these. That's when, you know, New England used to be really good at that, right? Peyton Manning used to be really good at that. You're, I don't need the big boy, big boy play. If we have it, awesome. But we are okay handing this thing off. Three, three, you know what I'm saying? Three-step drop, slant. It. Yeah, three-step drop, <laughs> quick out, right? We're going to keep putting you in, in second and five, second and four, and we're just going to keep working this thing down the field. And eventually, you're hoping that the defensive coordinator says, man, screw this. Mm-hmm. We ain't about to get walked back the whole time. It's like kind of been getting the ring cut off. Like, you just keep getting back down, and eventually you're in the corner, and that's what happens when you keep working your way down the field. Now the team's the back is against the wall in the red zone, and now all of a sudden you finish it off. You have to put the punctuation mark on it, right? And that's where Dallas hasn't gotten to. They haven't worked their way down the field because you only had two attempts in, in the red zone last mm, week. Yeah, I, I agree with that in terms of don't fall in love with the big play yeah. and, and get away from your formula that's been working. I agree with that. I just think with Cooper Rush, if, there's been there's been times where he's gotten away with with some 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 mistakes. Leprechaun, leprechaun. Yeah, and that's so, why that's why I say short game. Yeah, that's why I say short. I yeah. think I think the short game will be available to them because these guys run cover three, so there's a lot of little. Little holes. He's going to be high, high precision passes. I mean, he's going to have to be higher, uh, have a higher precision pass um, margin of error. I guess a less, a less margin of error. But he's going to fit him into some tight windows. But if you can, those slants are there, the quick outs are there, the curls and hitches are there. Like take those all day long until they start changing up their defense. That'll give you opportunities in other areas that you really want to exploit. I think for Cooper Rush, it for me, it comes down to this with Cooper Rush. I don't need him to go and you know, throw 35 times and win this game. That's not how the Cowboys are winning games in 2022 with Dak Prescott sideline. To answer your question, Kyle, if the game is close in the fourth quarter, I'm now 100% confident in Cooper Rush's 5%. And that 5% ability to make the big throw, be it to Gallup or C.D. Lamb, of course they have to make sure they catch that ball. But I'm I'm 100% confident that if the game is close, he can make that throw when it matters most. So that's how I feel about Cooper Rush. But prior to the fourth quarter, do not ask much of him. Continue to let him be a game manager. And like Isaiah said, he cannot afford errors because eventually luck runs out. Yep. So that leprechaun is going to take a nap sooner or later. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like playing Beamer in Cornhole. You know, Beamer's going to keep going for the hole. Yep. And I'm just going to keep landing on the board. Just, just give me my... just going to keep adding take up the points. points. Yeah, you don't, need, take take points. Yeah, you don't yeah. need a three every time, Steph. Right. You yeah, know, Beamer. Like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then Beam just sinks all Layups four and it's matter. done. Yeah. Layups, yeah. Matter. Layups matter. Yeah, yeah, free throws not matter. In free throws are critical. All right, uh, let's take our break because I, I I love this conversation. I kind of want to continue it because the Dallas offense hasn't had to have Cooper Rush play from behind, nope. and that's a credit to the defense and what yeah. they've done offensively earlier in the game. We just haven't seen it yet. So whether or not it's available for him, whether or not he can take that next step, just hasn't been seen yet. But when we come back, I want to talk about how much each of these defenses are going to pass Rush and blitz, and should they blitz Cooper Rush? When we come back with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now... 
Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets is head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back to Talking Cowboys. Live music fans, head to the Star in Frisco on Wednesday, October 26th for a brand new monthly concert series, The Sounds of the Star, featuring the spectacular Southern soul band Prophets and Outlaws. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m. and is free and open to the public. For more information, you can go online, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Prophets and Outlaws. I've actually heard of that band. Pretty darn good. That's a, that's a pretty cool name for a band. Probably. Yeah, it is a good name, isn't it? I like it. Mm. I like it a lot. Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips. We've got Chris Beam, the cornhole legend in the back. Mm. Kyle Yeomans. Uh, it looks like we've got a bet brewing in the break. That's right. Uh, Chris Beam wants to say that Isaiah wouldn't even score a point. That's right. Not even a point a on him at cornhole. That's right. Is that right, Beamer? I could probably do that, yeah. You could pro- okay, so oh, in the break, he's backpedaling now. In huh? the break, no, you I was probably could. Oh, no, you yeah. just said I probably, probably, probably not a I would. 
Oh. If I really wanted to, you would not Oh, if you really point. wanted to. So you're saying that yeah. you don't really want to, Beamer. Mm. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the, this is what I've learned. I've learned. When you go play someone and you beat them, like, bad, they don't want to play you again. <laughs> Ask Heckma Harrison. Ooh, Seriously, you're he won't me, play me again. You think that Heckman and I are the same competitive? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I played Heckman's like, oh, I'm great at this. So we played, then he work. didn't score a point, and so, then he won't play me again. So you played a guy that had no hair, now you're going to play a guy that has some hair. We're going to mm, see who wins. Okay. The deciding well, factor there. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't know. It's like Samson all over again. Exactly. Uh, we're going to have to set that up. And you're betting push ups, is what I was told. Push-ups. We can. How many you want, Beamer? How many you want? Mm. <laughs> I want, hey, I want it until you get sore. Ooh. Like you can't do it anymore. Well, that applies to you so, too. Yes, because so that'd be like five for in. me. Right, right. <laughs> you know? He's like he's at like two hundred. <laughs> Isaiah's got two forty, two forty two. I'm with it. Yeah, you get right in through there. All right, Let's get it on. We'll have to figure Let's that out along the way. Oh, I can bring the boards. Don't worry. Hey, all right, all right. Bills Lane. Let's Bills go. Lane. The Eagles. Eagles pass rush. Their front seven. We just talked about them a little bit. And here in the final minutes, Isaiah, how much did they blitz? Who's that? The, the Eagles. Eagles. How much do they blitz? They don't blitz a ton. They don't okay. blitz a ton. I mean, you, they. it really depends on who they're playing. I mean, I know we can look at all the stats all day long, but I don't feel as if they are going to blitz against Dallas that much. Why is that? Because they don't have to. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you think about, like, Kyler Murray – and you go back and watch the game last week. They they put some heat on him because you have to try to wrangle him or wrangle him up somehow, some way. And yeah. sometimes it works. Sometimes he got out and he did what Kyler Murray does when he gets out the pocket. But when you're, if I'm facing against a Cooper Rush, why am I going to blitz? Why am Why am I going to open up any extra holes <laughs> for him to try to you know the, to find? I'm going to make it as difficult as possible. I'm going to leave as many guys in coverage as possible if they're going to pass the ball. And then I'm going to leave as many guys in the box as possible to negate their ability to allow for Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard to get some confidence and get some ground game. I would take away Dallas's ability to get anything going on the ground and force Rush to now find some, find some holes. These guys are, again, yeah, remember, if they can do that, they're number one in the league in takeaways. 11. Yeah. They take the football away, but... Blitzing Cooper Rush hasn't worked out for teams. No, already, no, right? he's That's done what I was to say. I would absolutely love for them mm-hmm. to blitz Cooper Rush. Come on, and, bring and it. Here's some science on why. Science. Uh, Cooper Rush's uh, splits. His completion percentage when blitzed is 71.8% as compared to 55.7% mm. when he's not blitzed. Passing yards per attempt rise from 5.9 when he's not blitzed to 9.5, literally inverts when he's blitzed. Three of his four touchdowns this season have come when he was being blitzed. Passer rating balloons from 77.3 to 127.3 when you blitz him. Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni, if you're listening, (laughs) by all means, please blitz the Ginger Warrior and you will pay the penalty. (laughs) That's the nickname? Uh, What's what's the guy's name from Game of Thrones? Is it uh, Milk's Bay? What's the name? uh, Giants, Giants Bay. Is that what it is? Mm, no, I can't. I'm thinking I of know. a different name. I got to know. We you got to have to figure this go, out. We could go with Ginger Warrior for now. Okay. I'll take Ginger Warrior. G-Dub. It's good. Yeah. G-Dub. Yeah, so please, by all means, Philadelphia, blitz him and, and find out what happens. He's been the most effective quarterback in the NFL against the Blitz this year. Giants Man, That's Isn't that wild to think about? Yeah, and that's good. That speaks to the protection. Yeah. Um, it speaks to his comfort level in the offense and knowing where his hots are and where he needs to get – 
go with the ball. And that's 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 what you like about Cooper Rush is he doesn't he's he's gotten away with some things, but he also usually goes where the ball needs to go. And and the other thing too that's encouraging about if they get behind, when they've been behind, he has delivered. You know, you think about 10-9 Rams right down the field, winning drive against the Cincinnati. He's been pretty clutch when they need him to be, but wouldn't it be great if they could just put up 41 points against the Eagles like they did in week three? <laughs> and just, and just, because on the flip side, if the Cowboys could build a lead, then on the flip side of that, you're minimizing what those RPOs are for Philly's offense because then you're taking away the threat of the run. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean as much, but that's asking a big blowout type of lead, and I don't expect that. I think every damn game they play this year, I think it's, it could feel like it's going to be one of these – seven to ten point games where 22 points might get it for you that's just the way this defense plays this year yeah they're not going to get blown out the defense has assured you of that the defense is going to be so good and Isaiah's mentioned it before that that chariot could turn back into a pumpkin itself at some point and at least for a week and the defense turns around and doesn't play well (laughs) that could happen no no don't do it no but oh it could happen by the way it was Giants Bay it was. You got it right. Which is well which done. is so apropos considering he went to MetLife and mm, did what he did. Yeah, Giants man. <laughs> but with that being said, Cooper Rush not playing ahead is a problem, and, and, or at least we would think it's been a problem. But to Rob's point, whenever it's even come down remotely to him being needing something, they've been able to convert. So fast start. That's. Pretty much the biggest key this week is get a fast start. Absolutely. Kind of what it looks like. Absolutely. And we would love, love, love. Because it sounds like Jason Peters is doing all he can to be available <laughs> yeah. and, and on the field. We'll see. Uh, I mean, he said, I'm good. And then the injury report comes out and the show. it turns out he was at practice, albeit limited. But even that was wildly unexpected, right? Because the initial feel was that Wait. he might miss multiple if weeks. there's a way, so, he's coming yeah, back for this so, game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if he, he was can play, about it. if he can play and, and roses too, and, you know, helmet stick to Connor McGovern mm-hmm. from last week, but uh, if Connor McGovern can continue playing at that level, effective this week, and Peters is back to put that extra charge and that calm, that calming demeanor on a rookie like Tyler Smith in hostile territory, then yeah, you you have a chance to get off to a, a quick start. But you make sure you you stick to your run here because you got to tenderize that meat. I think Clarence Hill asked, are, "Are you good with your health?" And he was like, "You saw me at practice, didn't you?" Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he was. was, he's, he was I mean, snarky I'm with it. I'm good. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. He, Philly. Cooper Rush, 31 attempts has been a season high so far. That's 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 fine. Don't, you don't want, yeah, don't don't get to 40. <laughs> it doesn't have to be 16, but it can't it can't yeah. be 40. How many pass attempts do you, do you foresee him having? Spread it around. 25. I, I, I got 32. I got over 30. That was quite literally yeah, 30. my 30. 25. 30. Yeah. Okay. 25. I got 32 or more. 25. 25 is perfect. 25, and I feel great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Lots to talk about this week, and we're gonna yeah. talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. Say it with your chest Friday. Your Georgia, Georgia boy versus Connor McGovern. Ooh. That's what I said. I'm familiar a little Jordan, with that Jordan Davis, Davis action. Uh, mm. Connor um, McGovern. Going back to what I said a moment ago, Connor McGovern, need you to be on your game again this week. <laughs> <laughs> we should have went to him for, all, for, for What are we all, doing? For a statement on that you, one. All yeah. I can tell you. Uh, Who wins that friend, matchup? All I can tell you, my friend. Connor McGovern has the ability to win it, but the, the lean is on Jordan until Connor. I mean, I, I would say this. Connor has more experience, so I'm, I'm going to. 
I'll call it a stalemate based on raw talent from Jordan okay. and, and skill set and just physical stature. Okay. McGovern has at least some kind of veteran while, plus he's learning from Zach Martin. And, Where did and Connor McGovern go? Penn State. Penn State. So yeah. Penn State etches out it's Georgia. Good. Yeah, and and for those that know I mean, it, it, edged, it, it edged out Pitt last week a couple times. I just wanted to hear him say that Penn State yeah, I'm edges out Georgia. I'm not going to say it because for those that know the history between those two schools, they <laughs> took a natty from us. Uh, yep, there's back some in history. The, yeah, oh, I just mm-hmm. wanted to get it out of here. <laughs> still love you. Oh, plenty my, more to my come. Still love you. Here on, yeah. here on <laughs> Talking Cowboys tomorrow. Special thanks to our friend on Black Rifle Coffee Company. Go check them out at blackriflecoffee.com. We've got plenty more to come. Say it with your chest front. Friday, we'll take your calls. You can be a part of our Pick'em segment, 888-855-2297, and we'll give our matchups of the week. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick No Sea Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. Bring it, Beamer. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-